I'm Felicia. And I'm Ian. And we are the Paranormal Lovers. Hello, Paranormal Dudes, Dudettes, and Dudays. Welcome back to another episode of the Paranormal Lovers. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Uh... Thanks for joining us for another week. Sorry, I just blanked on what the hell I'm supposed to say. <laughs> I got on some new medicine, so uh, my head's a little wonky. Uh, but yeah, thanks for joining us for another week. Episode 39. Nice. Yeah. Uh, what'd you love about this week, babe? Uh, let's see. This week. Mm, that's a hard one. I worked pretty hard this week. Yeah, sometimes there's like not much. Yeah. That you can really enjoy about a week. I was gonna go see. Uh, I was gonna go see Jeremy's band, uh, Helen's Bridge, last night, but I yeah. bailed out of it. And I was too tired. You were tired, and you were still all snotty and stuff. And yeah, I've been snotty for about a week. Regardless of what people want to say, there's still COVID and shit going around. So mm-hmm. better to stay at home and take it easy. I liked talking to my friend, though. Yeah. <laughs> for a minute. <laughs> a minute or two. Yeah. yeah. What did you love about this week, baby? You're getting there. <laughs> um, well, I love that I'm finally getting some health stuff taken care of. Yeah, yeah. Finally got out to get some blood work done, and I have anemia. Yep, that's fun. Yeah, that's fun. So I started taking iron, and it gives me bacon burps. Irony. Not a fan of the bacon burps. They're gross. <laughs> First thing in the morning. Right. Um, got on some new medication, Cymbalta, which helps with yeah. anxiety, depression, maybe a touch of ADHD. Um, also helps with pain. Yeah. Which is amazing because this is the first time in like years my knees are not screaming at me. Right. And once my head levels out, it's going to be great. <laughs> Should be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're big proponents of mental health, getting your mental health taken yeah. care of and stuff. So if you feel like you need medication or a therapist, find somebody. There's plenty of stuff online. There's apps and stuff you can get, which are like monthly flat rate or it's like super cheaper to, you know, each appointment's cheap. One I found is like $25 an appointment. There's lots of people out there to help just... Reach out and talk to somebody. Yeah, talk to they somebody. Can point you in the right direction. Hopefully, hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> I know I would. Oh, hey. <sighs> All right. So this week, I was like, I need to do another government thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh no. <laughs> I told you, I'm not really. I'm not really impressed with my research on this one. I yeah. don't know why. It just feels very. Uh, I don't know. It just feels weird. Some basic facts. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of basic facts. There's not like a lot of reporting of what actually happened during the project Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. I mean, there is, but, and I'll get to it. Um, it's a lot to go through to try and find it. And I got one week to write out these notes. I ain't got time for that shit. Right. All right. So this week we are going to discuss the Stargate project. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Um, which I saw that and I was like, Stargate Atlantis? <laughs> what? SG7? No. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> it is weird, but it's not. So the Stargate Project was a secret U.S. Army unit founded in 19... 
1878 at Fort Meade in Maryland. It was established by the Defense of Intelligence Agency, or the DIA, and the SRI International, or what was known at the time as the Stanford Research Institute. But the SRI separated from Stanford in 1970. Stargate had many names and sister programs, including Gondola Wish, Grill Flame, Project CF, and Sunstreak. I wonder if your dad knows some stuff about that. Yeah, it's interesting. Like, it didn't <laughs> click for me. I finally asked my dad what he did because he was in the Air Force in like the 70s. And he was like, I was in intelligence and it did not click until I was doing the research for this episode. Like, holy shit, my dad was in intelligence. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? It, it clicked with me when he was telling us about it. I was like, oh man, I bet you've seen some stuff then. <laughs> yeah, and I bet he was like, mm-hmm. Yep, he was. Oh, I didn't do it. <laughs> I see sirens. They heard I hear us. sirens. I didn't do it. Run away. Run away. The purpose of this unit was to investigate the potential use of psychic powers in military and domestic intelligence application. It mostly worked on the use of remote viewing or the ability to psychically see events, places, or information from a great distance. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Running the project in the beginning were Lieutenant Frederick Holmes Skip Atwater... There was a secretary and a psychic headhunter. Um, there's no, I couldn't tell if the secretary was the headhunter or if it was a different person altogether. Mm-hmm. There was also a man named um, Edwin May that had kind of like control over the program and the data from it. Sure. He got issues. Now, there were only about 15 to 20 subjects for this project the whole time. It was active. As they left the project, they were not replaced. Hmm. So as people dwindled out, the size just got smaller and smaller and smaller. Right. And it was housed and ran out of some, quote-unquote, old leaky barracks. Hmm. In 1970, intelligence agencies in the U.S. began compiling files on paranormal events in other countries. They believed the Soviets were using already using remote viewing in their military as well as reports of spiritual healers in the Soviet and in Mexico. These reports also included claims of poltergeist and hauntings as well as claims of fire walkers in Greece. Is this where uh, Nine came from in Stranger Things? Maybe? Shh. <laughs> <laughs> It was eight, but, uh, or 11, 11, 11. How did you, how did you forget her name was L? <laughs> what the hell? But yeah, talk about it later in there. It's, it's very heavily influenced Yeah. by this. Huh. The CIA began funding for a program called Scan 8, Scan 8, Scan 8. It's S-C-A-N-A-T-E. Or scan by coordinate. Maybe that's why I said eight. <laughs> Maybe. I knew you were going to say eight. You said nine. <laughs> I said eight. Oh, okay. It was eight and 11. <laughs> Jeez, Bill. 
We're just counting. <laughs> Why does uh, what 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 shit? Why was six afraid of seven? I don't know why. Because seven, eight, nine. <laughs> <laughs> research began in 1972 at the Stanford Research Institute. There claims that the 65% minimum accuracy rate was often exceeded in later experiments. But I think they were full of shit. Right. Physicist Russell Targ and Harold Puthoff began testing psychics in 72 as well. Their results caught the eye of some within the U.S. Department of Defense or the DOD. There's a lot of letters and numbers in this one. Hmm. Professor of psychology at the University of Oregon, Ray Hyman, was asked by Air Force psychologist Lieutenant Colonel Austin Kibler to go investigate the experiments. He came back to report that their star psychic, Yuri Geller, was a fraud, and Targ and Putoff lost government funding. So they and Yuri hit the road and did a tour of his psychic abilities to come up with funds to continue their experiments. Hmm. And I should have done a little more research on Yuri and that tour because Yuri was obviously like a really popular psychic back in the day. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. And whew, this started in 1970s. Um, Ray Hyman's still alive. Yeah. I like looked up his name because I spelled it wrong. So I had to go look at it. He is 95 years old. Wow. Yeah. I was like, oh shit, I bet you've seen some shit. Hey, Ray. Hi, Ray. <laughs> I doubt he's listening, but hi, Ray. <laughs> now, one known success of the program actually came from a woman named Rosemary Smith. She was a secretary who got pulled into the program. She was able to locate a lost Soviet spy plane hmm. through remote viewing. Some of the locations they attempted to see were Mount Everest, Easter Island, and Stonehenge. There were a few locations in Scotland they attempted to see, including Iverness, Edinburgh, and the Urquhart Castle near Loch Ness. And I literally nice. only know how to say Urquhart because it's spelled with a lot of U's. Mm-hmm. Because it's Elena's last name, one of the co-hosts of Morbid. Oh, right. And it, she says it's like our castle. Yeah. So. That's hi, cool. Elena. Hey. In 1977, the year my dear brother was born, the Gondola Wish program was started to see what possible adverse effects there was to remote viewing. And I didn't find really any information on that. Mm-hmm. In 1978, it, this was moved into a program called Grill Flame, which was located at Fort Meade. Grill Flame? Oh, okay. cooking hot dogs. <laughs> Let me tell you what my dumbass... My dumbass, when I first read it, like, I just got that. I thought a grill, like, on your truck. Oh, right. Like, a grill. Mm-hmm. Like, flame. And I was like, why we got flames coming out of a grill? <laughs> the car's about to explode. It did not hit me until just now that a grill is literally what I cooked our food on last night. <laughs> Cheese and rice. Grab a can of explode. I'm telling you what. <laughs> In 1983, the program was renamed Inscom 
Center Lane Project, or ICLP. Incom? It's I-N-S-C-O-M. I-N-S-C-O-M. Yep. Incom. And that, is, that program's actually still around. I wonder if that's where the game Incom came from. Oh, shit. About the aliens. I don't know. Maybe. In 85, the program lost military funding, but was picked up by the DIA's Scientific and Technical Intelligence Directorate. I don't know why all these places got such long names. Don't worry, my my next episode's got a lot of big words, too. And was again renamed Sunstreak, which makes me think of Sunspot from Ready, Jet, Go. Right. That's a great show. It is such a great show. (laughs) And it's actually, um, Jet is named after the Jet Propulsion Laboratory. Yeah. Which is pretty dope. Yeah. In 1991, most of the contracting was transferred from SRI to Science Applications International Corporations. (laughs) (laughs) It's, It's ridiculous. Or SAIC. Its security was altered from special access program to limited dissemination and was finally renamed Stargate. Hmm. I told you, there's a lot of words, a lot of letters. I did not enjoy this one as much as I do some other research, but... Right. In 1995, the program was transferred from the DIA to the CIA oversight. Sounds like a hard one to research, too. It is. It was a lot of, like, there's a lot of the same information on each website. A lot of, like, shadow groups. (laughs) Right, and a lot of groups. And I did look at some of the files that were released by the CIA on their website, and Mm -hmm. I can't make head or tails of that shit. Was it all, like, redacted? No, it wasn't redacted, but it was all, like, handwritten notes and stuff. Huh. And it was like scanned, it was like original files scanned and uploaded. So you know how those kind of come out crappy. Yeah. All wrote in cursive. Some of them was wrote in cursive, but then there would be pages and lines of lines of just like numbers. Just like numbers. And I'm just like, I'm not a psychologist or a physicist or a psychic. And I don't understand what the (laughs) hell y'all are trying to tell me. (laughs) But there's a lot of info. Like there's a lot of information. Right. That they released. Yeah, didn't you say it was like thousands and thousands yeah, of pages? Yeah, I'll get to it. <laughs> I'll get to it. Um, a report from AIR, the American Institute for Research, that one's easier, found that the program did not had not proven remote viewing by psychic means had worked and had not been used operationally. Right. The CIA then declassified the program. Canceled. Then declassified the program. Hmm. Also in 95, an evaluation was done by the CIA led by Jessica Utz and Ray Hyman. While Utz claims that there had been results proving that the group, the program had found proof of psychic ability. Hyman argued that that wasn't true and the results had never been independent in had never been independently replicated. And then she went on to make the chips. Oh, (laughs) it took me a second. I was like, 
Uh, computer chips? <laughs> like, what? No, Uts. Those are some oh, some good chips. There's some good chips. I should get some Uts to go with the burgers. For sure. A report by Air came to a negative conclusion as well. Joe Nickel wrote, quote, Other evaluators, two psychologists from Air, assessed the potential intelligence-gathering usefulness of remote viewing. They concluded that the alleged psychic technique was of dubious value and lacked the concreteness and reliability necessary for it to be used as a basis for making decisions or taking action. The final report found reason to suspect that in some well-publicized cases of dramatic hits, the remote viewers might have been substantially more or might have had substantially more background information than might otherwise be apparent, end quote. Hmm. So essentially what he's saying is like, <clears throat> when they had like really dramatic hits of people being like, oh, it's here. Mm-hmm. And it was like, it was like, it seemed legitimate. Like they had actually found it. Mm-hmm. It's possible that they had more information than they should have been given. Right. To find what they were looking for. So it was more deduction based than what they were thinking. Yeah, kind of. Or it was it was like more they like get, they were being inform- coached. Gave them information and then they deduced that it was like there, you know. Yeah, it's like, oh, well, you're looking for a castle on a hillside with trees. Oh, that's right here. In like Scotland. And they're <laughs> like, yeah, I see it. There's like walls and turrets and yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Kind of like they were being coached. Yeah, yeah. Due to the lack of results and proof that this method could be used in intelligence in it in the intelligence gap. Hang on, I need some water. My mouth is getting dry. Hydro homies. As Grim Green would say. Yeah. Hey Grim. I had listening. Gotta stay hydrated so I don't get constipated. For sure. Alright. Due to the... (laughs) (laughs) Due to the lack of results of proof that this method could be used in the intelligence gathering way, and the fact that by the end there were only three people participating at a price of over $500,000, it was scrapped. Right. David Marks wrote a book called The Psychology of Psychic. In it, he lists some negative design features of the program he felt would lead to the program not being successful. Quote. Oh, hang on. Oh, no. Uh, oh, excuse me. Oh, bacon burp. That's bacon so gross. Burp. Oh, so, you know, if y'all take iron with some vitamin C, it tastes like bacon. Oh, and you burp. And it's not good. So weird. It's, I love bacon, and I don't mind burping up bacon after I eat it, but I don't like burping it up when I haven't ate it. Right. All right. Quote, the possibility of cues or sensory leakage was not ruled out. No independent replication. Some experiments were conducted in secret, making peer review impossible. End quote. Marx also stated having Edwin May be one of the controllers be the one controlling the experiments and all the data was prob- was a problem due to a conflict of interest. May also refused to release the name of the oversight committee for the project, nor would he release the transcripts for an independent review. 
Marks felt this was suspicious, leading him to believe that either the data looked bad or even that May may have doctored the reports. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. A nonprofit group named Muck Rock, or is it Muck Ruck? I may have spelled How's that it spelled? Well, I think it's Muck Ruck, and I think my computer audit, like ABC spell checked it into Muck Rock. Gotcha. But they're online. You can find them online. They sued the CIA in a freedom of information lawsuit to have the documents uploaded after they were declassified. Around the same time, journalist Mike Bess raised over $15,000. Then he took him a little trip to go to the National Archives in Maryland. He printed off copies of all the files and then took it upon himself to upload every page online. Right on. Pretty much forcing the CIA's hand. Yeah. In 2017, do you remember when... The CIA declassified all those UFO reports in 2017. Mm -hmm. This was a part of it. Gotcha. Uh, In 2017, the CIA published 12 million pages of reports from the Crest Collection. Wow. Not only did they contain reports from the Stargate Project, but also recipes for invisible ink. Hmm. And files on UFOs. And you can literally, literally, (laughs) you can go to the CIA's website and find all of it. Dang, that's crazy. All of it. And it's, it's kind of confusing. They have like a little bar on the side that has like all of the uh, tabs you can go to. And you click on one and then it's got like all these little files that you can look at. Wow. Like click on one. And then you look at it, and you're like, the fuck am I looking at? So it's like old windows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's all like, it's not all handwritten, but a lot of it is handwritten notes. Wow. So it's like... Okay. With invisible ink. Right. Well, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yes, this did heavily inspire Elle's powers in Stranger Things. Right. The ability, because she was, she always remote viewed. She yeah. could also like move shit and stuff. She had a lot of powers. I wonder if they like sat in deprivation tanks when they were doing it. I don't know. Maybe. Oh, sorry. I'm sure um, they probably did. It's possible. I don't know. Maybe not though. Because they didn't have a ton of funding. Yeah. I mean, they were funded for a while, but then... They weren't really giving them any results. I feel like if there had been results, like with the way Elle was on Stranger Things, Mm -hmm. they probably could have, would have gotten more funding and been able to do more stuff. Sure. Um, This project was also inspiration for the movie Men Who Stare at Goats. Nice. Have you seen that movie? Yes, I have. It has George Clooney in it (laughs) and it's hilarious. He'd just be staring at a goat and you're like, sir? I actually think I have it on DVD out there somewhere. I think we do. So, that. If you don't, I, I know I do. I have a copy of it. Yeah. In uh, my parents' basement. Nice. With the Ouija board? Pretty sure, yeah. And the Necromancer yep. tarot deck? Yep. Yeah. Necronomicon tarot cards. Oh, excuse me, Necronomicon. Um, 
Yeah, it's real funny that your mom's like a Christian, but she's got like a Ouija board and a tarot deck in her basement. (laughs) All right, Grandma. Technically, it's my old room, but... Uh, Is it your Ouija board? Uh, I don't think so. I want to say it came from my mom's parents' house. The hell were your grandparents doing with a Ouija board? It was either mom or Lisa or... Vicky. Vicky or Johnny. I bet it was Lisa's. <laughs> it might have been. I don't know. Because, I mean, I don't know. It could have been my grandma's also. Yeah, I don't really know. I never met your grandma. Or my grandpa. I aunts and uncles were when they were younger, but I feel like Lisa was the one that kind of... Because it's like old. old yeah, it's old. a William Fold. Like, it's not yeah. a Mattel-made Ouija board, which is why I was, like, totally stoked when I saw it. It's William Fold, which was the original um, manufacturer of the Ouija board. Right. And you can find those online for like $300 now. Nice. It's pretty dope. That's cool. So that was the Stargate project. Nice. Sorry there wasn't more like reports on actual, you know, the remote viewing and stuff. It's still an interesting subject. So many organizations and government organizations. I'm like... I don't even know of half of these. It's no wonder they can't get crap done nowadays. And that was in the 70s and 80s. Imagine Mm -hmm. how many there are now. Now, yeah. Absolutely ridiculous. Yep. All right, guys. Well, we appreciate you joining us today. And if you would like, you can head on over to Instagram and follow us at The Paranormal Lovers. Head on over to YouTube and search Paranormal Lovers in the search bar. You can send us an email at theparanormallovers at yahoo.com. You know the usual. Send us a personal story, topic request, say eat shit and die, whatever. (laughs) We would just like to hear from you. Sure. And if you would also like to, you can head on over to our website at theparanormallovers.com. We got some merch on there. And that's about it, I think. Come check us out. Like, Like, comment, and subscribe. And you guys are in for a treat. Ian's got an episode next week. Might be two. Might be three. Who knows? Yeah, either it'll run long or it, uh, I'll do like a two two for yeah. Maybe so you might, I like, don't know. Get to hear it next week and then have to wait a whole damn month to hear the rest of it. <laughs> <laughs> right? You'll survive. All right, guys. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next week. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.